0: Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, May 9th. Our top story today, some ambulance workers in Kent are on strike again after rejecting the government's latest pay offer. The Unite Union was one of the only ones that didn't agree to a 5% rise in lump sum, which was accepted by 12 other unions representing NHS staff. Sarah Carpenter from Unite says they feel they have no option but to continue with industrial action. I
2: can't speak for other unions, but what I do know about our members is that they're really angry still about the level of pay that they've been offered. Um, They're really sad that they've come to this place where they're still having to take strike action, where they've had to reject that offer. They're exhausted um, at how they're trying to keep the NHS being propped up. Uh, Shifts are getting dangerous. Um, The work they're being asked to do is more and more. uh, But they're really determined to carry on with that fight. Each union takes a view about what action it takes. Um, Unite has got action going across uh, a number of trusts in England today, including some ambulance trusts. And we'll always have conversations with those trusts directly about what that means and how safety measures can be put in place to protect the public. But ultimately, this is strike action. In order to have an effect, um, industrial action has to be, you know, has to um Uh, stop services. um, But we don't want to put the public in danger. Members do not want to be standing on picket lines. They do want to be paid a decent amount of money for the work they do and how they hold the NHS up for all of us. Um, It's only fair and reasonable but we're going to be fighting until we
1: get that.
0: Paramedics at SeaCam are among those who walked out for 10 hours today. A barge that's meant to house 500 asylum seekers off the Dorset coast has arrived in Cornwall. The Bibby Stockholms undergoing inspection and refitting in Falmouth. The Home Office says it's significantly cheaper than renting hotels for people who cross the channel to Kent in small boats. Human rights campaigners have criticised the plans, describing it as a floating jail. It comes as over the coronation weekend, border officials detected six boats carrying more than 250 people who had made the dangerous journey. Kent Online reports Other top stories today. There are fresh concerns about safety at a new junction in Ashford following another crash. A pedestrian barrier and traffic lights were damaged in the latest accident involving a white BMW near Orbital Park on the A2070. The roundabout was replaced with four-way lights to try and improve the flow of traffic. National Highway says it's too late to speculate about the cause of recent collisions but say they'll work with police to try and improve road safety. More than 100 can cannabis plants have been seized following a drug raid in Ashford. Officers were also seen removing equipment from a house on the New Finbury estate. They're still trying to find the people behind the cultivation. A canterie man who was found with steroids, cocaine and ecstasy after leading police on a dangerous car chase has avoided prison. Nathan Towner was over the legal alcohol limit when he tried to get away from officers but led them straight to his home on Ivy Lane. Drugs were found in a safe. The 33-year-old's been given a suspended sentence, banned from driving and ordered to pay more than £300. The new leader of Medway's council has been setting out his priorities after a victory for Labor in the local elections. Vince Maple wants to keep council tax low, create more accessible green spaces and tackle fly-tipping. The Conservatives suffered heavy losses in voting last week, with Labor now in control of four councils in Kent. That's Medway, Thanet, Gravesham and Dover. Now, new figures show Kent is one of the places most at risk of cybercrime. A security expert's been telling KMFM about some of the most common The data has found more than a 1,000 cybercrimes have been recorded in Kent in the last 13 months. The only place with a higher rate per population is Greater Manchester. Rob Brewer says raising awareness is really the only way to stop people falling victim to it.
1: It's an interesting set of stats, really, because you'd think that looking at them, if you're higher on the list, it's necessarily a negative, which actually it isn't. So the higher report rate isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just means that perhaps the demographic and the users are actually a bit more aware of what a scam or a fraudulent email or a fraudulent text message or phone call might look like, um, and they're aware and reporting it. What threat actors do is, phishing is really put on the back of urgency. So, you know, through COVID, we saw a lot of people getting phishing emails and text messages saying that, you know, you're eligible for your vaccine, you're eligible for, um, you know, a test, which kind of a lot of people who weren't necessarily aware or were in a state of panic, as a lot of the, the world was, they would jump on that immediately and go, oh, I need to click it and find out because I want to test. I want a vaccine. I want to protect myself. But typically, you know, usually we'll see things like, it'll be, you know, you've got a delivery. You need to click this link to sign in and check whether tracking is for this delivery. So we see the usual um, DHL, UPS, Royal Mail, the usual ones. And even I get them. It's impossible to stop them largely. Um, The best defense is about awareness. Um, So it will be things like, you know, click on this text message to see where the tracking is for your brand new iPad or something. You know, somebody who really wants to kind of go, oh, I'd love a new iPad. I'm going to click this and find out where it is. Um, It really is based on urgency. Um, So that's why they do it. And that's why largely it's successful.
0: A new task force has been launched by the government to help tackle the problem. Kent
1: Online reports.
0: Taking a look at our other top stories today, a Medway vicar says he's been targeted by religious hate crime over the closure of a children's nursery. Some people are disappointed with the decision to shut Orchard Preschool in Rainham as bosses say they can no longer afford the rent being charged by St Margaret's Church. Reverend Nathan Ward says he's been attacked on Facebook and has reported it to the police. Work has finally begun on a controversial housing scheme at a 15th century former college in Ashford. 38 homes will be built at the former Y College, although local have been divided over the decision to build them with some worrying it will make local parking issues even worse. Others welcome the start of the building work as the site has been derelict for 10 years. A further two planning applications for 60 more homes in the area are yet to be decided on. A petition has been created calling for the end of a controversial bus lane in Tunbridge Wells Town Centre. The lane covers a 50-yard stretch of Mount Pleasant outside the Civic Centre and has led to many motorists being hit with 70 pound fines. The restriction between 9am and 6pm was put in place in March to help reduce noise and air pollution, but critics say it's forcing traffic into narrower, less suitable routes. They've now launched a petition to have the restrictions scrapped. It's received 120 signatures in the first 24 hours. A sports and social club in Swanscombe is to be demolished and replaced with a new sports facility. The pavilion in The Grove has struggled with funding over the years and the building has suffered leaky pipes and cracked floors. It will now be knocked down. A new £4 million sports facility, which will have changing facilities and a cafe, is due to open in its place in December 2024. Kent Online reports. The future of a former pub in Medway is uncertain. After plans to convert the building into flats were withdrawn, the hen and chicks on Luton High Street closed in 2019. It's previously been set to become a Turkish restaurant and a butcher's, but neither plan materialised. Meanwhile, there are plans to turn a former pub in Stroud into a new restaurant. The Prince of Wales on the High Street closed when the previous owners retired last month, and applications now been put in to convert the ground floor with a bigger dining area, new kitchen and shopfront. It comes as there are plans to reopen an historic pub building in Margate two years after it closed. The quart in a pint pot in Charlotte Square is around 200 years sold and is set to be converted into a home and community space after being bought last summer. The idea is to have a dedicated space for art exhibitions to be used by local artists. It follows one pub in Chulloch that's been repurposed and used as a base for local petrolheads. What used to be the halfway house on Canterbury Road between Ashford and Faversham is now known as the Stag. Lamborghinis, Ferraris and McLarens are just some of the supercars that have already been spotted about the town. New owners Ed Little and Roger Gray spent three months renovating the inside with a motorsport theme, there's a restaurant, bar and garden area. Ed and Roger founded the B Road Hunting Club Car Group and will also use the stag as a base. Ed says they wanted to bring the pub into community use.
3: The response has been amazing. From the locals, from the car community, people wanting to book events. Yeah, I mean, it's very exciting.
2: Talk to me about opening weekend, exactly what happened, how did it go and and what sort of feedback did you get from people?
3: Feedback's been overwhelmingly good. Everyone loved, uh, they love the fact we've got loads of different craft beers on, they love the food. I mean, the food in some respects, you know, we've always been known for good food, but we've just taken it to an, I guess, I think personally another level. And I think that was seen by not only the gut, you know, our, our sort of members coming out and saying how nice the food, but again the locals and you know lot. And we've had a lot of lot of messages and our suppliers that came out and was like, oh my god, the food that you've produced is amazing. Now it's just a matter of taking it forward, so increasing the food offering and making sure that you know we're getting that right. Increasing you know some of the beer offering. So there's a lot more. We're very, obviously now we're open and people are aware that we're open. Lots of companies sort of. Getting, get to ask lots of questions, or I'll kind of come down and see you. We've got a local brewery, or etc. etc. So that's you know that's great. And now it's just about people coming and enjoying the space.
2: And tell me about some of the things that you know uh, car enthusiasts love about coming here. Tell me about some of the, you know, the facilities that they want to.
3: <laughs> if you're a petrol head or a uh, you know you love cars, when you come in here, you can't be bowled over by what's on the walls. We've got exhaust hanging from the walls, we've got wheels in fireplaces, we've got alloy wheels in window sills, we've got pictures that people have donated and taken pictures of. We've got um, pictures of, you know, one of our members is a Le Mans racing driver, so we've got obviously a lot of his um, pictures on the wall. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, like old school signs that have come from dealers and dealership stuff.
2: And what kind of cars have you had visit you already? <laughs> I know you've had some pretty exotic
3: cars. Yeah, we've had, um, we've had pretty much everything. Uh, motorbikes, um, we've had Ferraris, Lamborghinis, McLarens, you know, minis. It, we have had everything. We've had a real eclectic mix over the, the weekend, and it, as the, and it, and it continues. So no matter what you drive, everyone's welcome. Modified, non modified, you know, um, 4x4, Jeep, electric, it doesn't matter. If you, again, don't even have to be into cars to come here, we welcome everybody have lots of families, with children.
0: The venue has been welcomed by many villages, but some locals have raised fears over increased noise and traffic. The pair insist the transformation will not encourage boy races or antisocial behaviour on the roads. But while it's good news for the opening weekend of the Stag, landlords across Kent have been giving us their thoughts on whether the cost of living crisis has killed off the traditional pub. High rent and running prices have left the industry struggling, with the bosses of Saracens Head in Deal saying they've done nothing but lose money since last February. The site's been put up for sale, but landlords in some other parts of the county say villagers are coming together to support their local pub. Kent
1: Online reports.
0: A popular park in Dover could be used to host weddings for the first time. Plans have been put in to use the cafe and billiards room at Kersney Abbey to host ceremonies and other functions. There are only three other venues for civil and non-religious weddings in the town with two of those in hotels. Plans for a two-day festival on a beach in Folkestone have been turned down. An events company had wanted to use Mermaid Beach under Lee's but historic rules prevented events like that from being staged there but those behind it unhappy saying they've already had a license and had booked high-profile acts. An artist known as Roundabout Banksy has created some new woodland pieces in Ashford. John Alcorn has burnt pictures of animals into tree stumps along the Riverside Path on the Little Burton Estate. You can see pictures at Kent Online.
1: Kent Online Sports.
0: Football Now and Gillingham have ended the season on a high with a 1-0 victory away at Salford City. The Gills have ended up finishing 17th in League Two after a big turnaround in form since being bought by a new owner. Gills boss Neil Harris spoke to reporters after the match. I
4: didn't quite know what to expect from the group because last week, it wasn't quite us last week, was it? What, what we've come to deliver for the fans, we were a little bit flat and lacked a bit of energy. Um, we made sure that we prepared correctly for the game. I gave the boys a couple of days off around the players awarded, and then we was back in for a couple. And then another couple of days off to keep fresh. And when the boys came back in on um, Saturday and Sunday, they're terrific, really good. Obviously, Streamlining the squad with the, the, the players that. Oh, are likely to be here next year and the players aren't likely to be here next year didn't, didn't travel obviously and didn't train with us so you know just gave us a little bit of a purpose and a focus and I thought the performance today was excellent against a good side that dominate the ball you know we've done really well you know we went more aggressive with the two up top and played a diamond to get after the ball um, and with the ball it was fine without the ball you come a little bit open when you play a diamond at times um and when we adjusted the shape I thought we were a much better team Um, and for the ball they had as well near as they got into the wide areas didn't really cause any problems and and, and ultimately we we came disappointed at half time that we weren't too up.
5: Over 750 fans made the trip today, most of them I'd assume it's the first time here, first time for you I I gather and I'm I'm sure you're delighted to send them home happy on the last day of the season.
4: Yeah, again, it was it? Was, I think the lads were quite surprised when they came back in from the warm-up. I didn't see but they were saying about the amount of fans that come. It was, was, was a surprise to the players. And I've I got to be honest, I was surprised again when I walked out. And, but when you say it's the first time at the stadium, um, first time for me, enjoy, enjoy the, the visits to new places and you, you tick them off your list. And I guess the fans have. But they've come because they knew last week didn't epitomise our second half of the season. Last week it was just a blip and and we got bullied on some plays really and, and, and today they come to watch their team because they're in love with their team again and they enjoy watching their club um, and you know, it's great having them and, and that, that, that support and that chemistry and the togetherness of the football clubs, mega at the moment and we just got to keep it.
0: Defender Shea Alexander scored the winning penalty in yesterday's match. He says he's super excited for their future. We
6: come into the game um, hoping to do our job uh, and finish the season well and give the fans something to, to go back happy with and we've done that thankfully. We've got the three points but yeah. It was a good, good game, good result.
5: Expertly struck penalty. Just talk me through that
6: one. No, uh, to be fair, I practice training all the time. It's out of me and Nico, but he took it last week. It's my turn this week, so I knew I was going to score anyway. So.
5: What's your kind of strategy to penalties? Not that you're going to tell me too much, but once you've picked a spot in your own head, do you stick with that and don't change your mind last minute?
6: Yeah, just get a good contact. I know if I get a good contact, the keeper's not going to save it anyway. Uh, too powerful and in the corner, so that's, that's all I aim for.
5: And in front of our own fans, which must have been nice. 754 made the long trip today. That must have been a very nice feeling.
6: Yeah, definitely. It's the last game of the season. We don't have anything to play for, and we've got that amount of fans. It's, it's amazing. It's just credit to the fans and credit to the club.
5: And a clean sheet, of course. And Jake Turner made a couple of excellent uh, stops. A real hard-fought defensive display, but also took the best chance when they came.
6: Yeah, definitely. Turns is unreal. Um, we've got two very good keepers. So we're going to next year with a great squad and everyone's excited and I think at the moment everyone's happy to get a couple weeks rest but everyone's raring to go for next year
5: so personally are you ready for a break
6: definitely definitely (laughs) I head away next week so a little while before I I get on the plane
5: I'm sure at the same time I'm probably excited to get back here when you do because the season ahead looks to be bright
6: yeah definitely we don't have much time off it's like five six weeks Um, and within that we only really have a week and a half two weeks off that we're actually doing nothing So we're working for the summer and, yeah, I think everyone's um, excited to get back in.
0: They'll have a few weeks off before training starts for next season. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk.
1: News you can trust.
0: This is the Kent Online Podcast.